Episode 47 The FBI is on the street. What shady entitled red car they're looking for? Silence. Weeding through the night. International intrigue? This is Patuxet Village. Greetings, and welcome in to a very special episode of the Patuxet General. We've got something old, something new, well, new to me, something borrowed, and something creepy. Our recipes are epic. Think about boneless Cornish game hen's wellington with a peach sauce, or how about Ben Franklin's own orange scrub? But wait, this week we're starting a new series on the PG, Disturbing Dishes of the Past. But first, we have to thank our Patreon subscribers. These giant titans of the sea furnish us, the fishing vessel, the Patuxet General, with the rods, reels, hooks, and boat necessary to float, without whom we would merely be bait. So thank you. If you would like to become one of these majestic aquatic mammals, you could find our Patreon page or merely click on the link in the show notes. But until then, let's talk about our friend Ben Franklin's orange shrub. This recipe is from Famous New England Recipes, and although it is a very short recipe, it cures for three to four weeks. I would say use a large glass container and a whole party to drink it. Uh, Perhaps make one for the holidays. Anyhow, it goes like this. To a gallon of rum, two quarts of orange juice, and two pounds of sugar. Orange peel optional, let stand three to four weeks. Dissolve sugar in juice before adding, and that's it. So next time you try this, thank Ben and enjoy. Disturbing Dishes of the Past Mock Terrapin One pint of cooked chopped chicken, one egg boiled hard, one half cup stock, one half cup cream, livers, two tablespoons sherry, two tablespoons melted butter, one tablespoon lemon juice, nutmeg, cayenne, and salt to taste, one raw egg. After all is mixed, add the raw egg, lemon, and sherry. Uh, That is literally the entire recipe. I don't know if you cook it, how many livers to use, or if it's supposed to be a soup or a casserole dish. This recipe came from the Plymouth Colony Cookbook, the ninth edition, copywritten June 2004 by the Plymouth Antiquarian Society. A quote at the beginning of the book seemed apt for this recipe. It reads, A couple of generations ago, a young woman went to her grandmother to ask how to make a dish for which the older woman was famous. The first part went well enough. Then the girl was told to add an ingredient according to her judgment. Trouble, she asked what to do if one hadn't any judgment and received the terse reply, If you have no judgment, you shouldn't cook. Today's recipe, Boneless Rock Cornish Game Hens Wellington. There are four parts to this recipe. The pastry, the hens themselves, the stuffing, and the sauce. There will be many steps, but the end result will be a dinner party success that your guests will rave about for years. So we'll treat these four parts separately, so that it'll be easier to follow. I found this recipe in the Cape Cod Times cookbook, described as a compilation of winning recipes from 10 years of the Cape Cod Times Best Recipe Contests. It was copywritten in 1984, as written by Phyllis G. Cooper. These rock Cornish game hens will be marinated and stuffed with a peach rice stuffing and served with a peach sauce. 
Boneless Rock Cornish Game Hens Wellington with peach and walnut stuffing. For the pastry, you will need two sticks, four ounces each, butter, one and two-thirds cup sifted all-purpose flour, one-half teaspoon salt, and one-half cup ice water. Cut each stick butter into three lengthwise strips. Arrange in a single layer on a sheet of foil and refrigerate until ready to use. Combine flour and salt in a medium bowl. With a fork, stir in the ice water until well combined. Mix the dough with your hands and shape into a ball. On an unfloured surface, knead dough until smooth and elastic about 10 minutes. Cover with bowl and let rest 20 minutes. On a lightly floured surface, roll out dough into a 16 by 6 inch rectangle. Place chilled butter strips close together on half of dough to within one half of the edge. Fold the other half of the dough over the butter, press edges firmly together to seal, and refrigerate in foil for 30 minutes. With a rolling pin, tap the dough lightly several times to flatten the butter. With folded side of the dough at left, on a lightly floured surface, quickly roll out lengthwise into an 18 by 6 inch rectangle. From the short side, roll dough into thirds, press edges firmly to seal. You will have a 6 inch square. Refrigerate in foil for 30 minutes. Then, starting from the center, lightly roll out dough on lightly floured surface into an 18 by 6 inch rectangle. Fold into thirds as above and refrigerate in foil for 30 minutes. Repeat rolling, folding, and chilling dough four times. Refrigerate in foil until ready to use. Game Hens. Three rock Cornish game hens boned. Most local meat markets will be happy to do this for you. Six tablespoons light soy sauce. One half teaspoon sesame oil. Two tablespoons cornstarch. And six tablespoons Cointreau. Step one, mix the soy sauce, sesame oil, cornstarch, and Cointreau. Step two, marinate hens in mixture for at least an hour. Step 3. Remove hens from marinade and pat dry. Discard the marinade. Stuffing. 1 half cup minced onion. 1 quarter cup butter. 1 cup long grain rice. May also use brown or long grain and wild rice. 1 and 1 quarter cup chicken broth. 1 pound canned peaches drained and chopped. 3 quarters of a cup chopped walnuts. 1 quarter cup lemon juice. 1 half teaspoon sage, 1 teaspoon grated orange rind, 1 quarter teaspoon cinnamon, and salt and pepper to taste. Step 1. In a saucepan, cook the onion in butter over moderate heat for 2 to 3 minutes. Step 2. Add 1 cup of rice and cook until the rice is translucent. Then stir in the chicken broth and simmer covered for 10 to 15 minutes or until the liquid has just been absorbed. In a bowl, combine one pound of peaches, walnuts, and the rice mixture, lemon juice, sage, orange rind, cinnamon, and salt and pepper to taste. Toss the mixture. Place stuffing in cavity of each hen, stuffing loosely. Roll the hen, enclosing the stuffing, and truss the hens. Brown the hens in approximately four tablespoons clarified butter for five to ten minutes. Pat dry and cool. Remove the trussing. Roll out pastry to an eighth of an inch thick. Cut rounds of pastry, each large enough to hold one hen. Place round the pastry on top of the stuffed hen, wrapped pastry around entire hen and sealing underneath. 
Place hen seam-side down on a cookie sheet. Roast in a 425-degree oven for 20 to 25 minutes or until the pastry is golden brown. Serve with peach sauce. For the sauce, one cup chopped onion, one half cup chopped carrot, hen giblets, quarter cup butter, one cup dry white wine, two cups chicken broth, one half pound canned peaches chopped, one teaspoon thyme, one bay leaf, one half cup vinegar, three tablespoons sugar, two tablespoons cornstarch, one quarter cup cold water, two tablespoons butter, lemon juice, salt, and pepper to taste. Step one, cook the onion, carrot, and giblets in butter over moderate heat for five minutes. Deglaze the pan with wine and reduce liquid by half. Add chicken broth, peaches, thyme, and bay leaf and cook mixture for 30 minutes. Transfer peaches with a slotted spoon to a blender and puree. Strain the cooking liquid into a bowl, discarding the solids. In a saucepan, combine the half a cup of vinegar and three tablespoons of sugar and cook over moderate heat until the sugar has caramelized. Add the strained cooking liquid, bring to a boil, and stir in cornstarch dissolved in the cold water. Cook the sauce until it is thick enough to coat a spoon. Add the peach puree, butter, lemon juice, salt, and pepper to taste. Thank you, Phyllis G. Cooper. And enjoy. I want to tell you about my friend Mike and his electromagnetic pinball museum and restoration arcade. It's an all-inclusive place to relax and share anything related to modern pinball, EM pinball, and arcade games. A group of pinball and arcade fans with an addiction to games of all kinds and Lego too. $10 gets you free play on pinball and arcade games all day. You can find them at 881 Main Street, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, or online at www.electromagneticpinballmuseum.com. The Block Ness Monster. This wild true story has two parts, one including two eyewitnesses telling their own story in their own words. But first, let's talk about the account, the details, for which can be found at mysteriousuniverse.org. In 1996, the fishing vessel The Mad Monk pulled a 14-foot skeleton of what appeared to be a serpent. Biologists that examined the beast had no idea what it was. Shark specialists thought that perhaps it may have been a basking shark, but the specimen was stolen before proof could be taken. However photos were taken before the theft, which can be found at our Patreon page for our subscribers. You will notice in these photos the similarity to the description given by two local Fall River residents given to Channel 12 Eyewitness News in 2007. Let's listen to their harrowing tale. Now an unknown scary creature in Portsmouth. Whatever it was, was so big and so scary, a Fall River couple thought they were going to die. It's a story you'll see only here on Eyewitness News. The couple spoke exclusively with our Sean Daly. Sean joins us now with their amazing ordeal. She went to a counselor to talk to a counselor this morning. I, you know, so. It was low tide and Rachel Carney was out beyond the danger sign, floating on her back, relaxing, when big trouble struck. And I turned around and I heard a hissing. A hissing sound, so I stopped, I looked beside me, and all I seen was a face come up with these big teeth, and I just remember the face being like shaped like a basketball, and the face went in, like kind of sucked in, and then went like squared off. 
then had all white, and it kept swimming around me. It rubbed up against my leg. So I, I, I just stopped and I pretended like I wasn't moving. That's when it rubbed up, went down, kept going around me. So I started swimming away. I yelled, Danny, help me, something's chasing me. Rachel Carney's fiance, Dennis Vasconcelos, had been fishing with a buddy on these rocks. He raced into the water. It's going to get her. I grabbed her by the ass, or rear red, and I grabbed her like that, and I whipped her in. We're over her head. I says, just, I says, I whipped her in. I says, Rachel, just swim. Don't turn around no matter what you hear, right? Now, I stood there, and the thing's going, like, around me and stuff, all right? And I can see how big it is and stuff, and it's gigantic, okay? It has scales on it and stuff. Now, all of a sudden, for me to you away, this big head comes up on a I've never seen nothing like this before in my life. It's like a full, a basketball. It's like this big, okay? It comes up and it's got these fangs, like my fingers, right? The first, this many in the bottom, and about two or three at the top, plus layers inside, okay? And it's like blackish on the top a little bit, and it's got a couple of scales that you can see and stuff, and you can see the white starting under its neck, and it shoots water out of its nose, right? And out of its mouth, it goes like this to me. It goes, and it spit the water out of me. Now I think it's going to kill me, you know what I mean? The group thinks the creature was attracted to blood from a nasty injury to Joey Malo's leg. Joey was out in the water as he is right now, cleaning his leg. Joey, how much blood was there? I bled for an hour and a half, and it just wouldn't stop. I will not ever go in salt water again because I am not scared. I thought I was dead that day, honestly. I didn't think he was going to make it in time to get me. I just thought I was dead. I thought it was a farmer. At first, I thought it was an eel, okay, because it was when it was rolling first, right? It would roll, and you could see the white and stuff, but when it got to chase her, it was going like this. You know what I mean? Like, they go a little bit like this, like a hump, sort of. It sounds like a, uh, a barracuda, similar, yeah. like that, all right? You can see the video of their shocking story on YouTube at mother-ocean.mp4. Note to self, that danger sign is there for a reason. Swim at your own risk. Yikes. Thank you once again for joining us here at the PG. If you would like to contact us with local ghost story or questions about our pop-up general store, our email is jess at patuxetgeneral.com. Feel free to reach out with your favorite pie recipes, and I may read them on the podcast. But until then, I'll meet you right back here next time at the Patuxet General. A Something for Posterity production pre-recorded in Patuxet. <laughs>